is Adventures in Sound at the Premises Studios. Adventures in Sound is a new podcast brought to you by Folded Wing, exploring the creative processes happening behind the studio doors here every single day. I'm Viv Broughton, I'm the owner and the CEO of the studios and these days it runs nice and smoothly and really I do very little indeed except kind of wander around and make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Adventures in Sound at the Premises Studios. The Premises really was started by a couple of jazz musicians, Colin Dubman and Dill Katz, around about in 1986. And they were started in the building that's actually next door to us at the moment. That building was reputedly owned by the Cray Twins in the 60s and was a club they owned, a club of ill repute. Uh, we don't know if this is myth or fact or whatever, but um, it's, it's a good story. So, The jazz musicians have always used the premises, but more and more of kind of the indie bands and other bands came in. There, there is a story well, with a lot of truth in it is that um, Colin, who was a jazz pianist, was slightly kind of sniffy about the uh, the indie bands that were coming in and Blur were here for a lot. Apparently he used to go into their room and say, stop playing out of tune. <laughs> and they wrote a song which is on the B-side of one of their singles called Beard. It's about the jazzers in the premises. I did bump into Damon Albarn a few years ago and said, was that true? Did you write that song about the premises? And he said, yeah, yeah, about the jazzers. It's had that kind of uh, history of different kinds of music in the building. We still have that now, obviously. Down in Albion, they're black and blue But we don't talk about that Pete Doherty, for instance, he was here for quite a long while and there were always wild kind of things going on around around Pete. He used to bring mice in in his pockets. They were always escaping. And I remember one time when uh, we found the mice, we rang up his manager and the manager said, oh, could you just put them in a taxi for us? <laughs> no, we're not going to put mice in a taxi. So Julia took the mice home and looked after them for a while until he picked them up. I think the best day for me was when Nina Simone came in and uh, we were in a certain amount of trepidation because her reputation had preceded her. She had this very scary reputation so we didn't know what to expect. On the day she turned up she was in a wheelchair, she was wearing a grey fur coat from neck to ankles. Uh, and a huge grey fur hat and huge dark glasses 
and he wheeled her in through reception and it was and we were just like in awe you know absolutely incredible but we made sure the studio was absolutely kind of spotless and clean and we'd put kind of some flowers in a bars on the grand piano and everything was sort of spun on and she was uh, as sweet as anything so and I did manage to get her to sign a really nice thing which is on the wall in the cafe you're listening to adventures in sound adventures in sound There was a guy who came on Christmas Eve once to record. Right at the last minute, we were more or less getting ready to close down at Christmas. And this guy turned up and he had a huge wadge of money. And he said, I, I want to do some recording. And we said, well, it's Christmas Eve, you know, I'll see if the engineer wants to. He said, I'll pay you, no problem, you know, I'll pay, blah, blah, blah. About an hour and a half later, we got a phone call from the engineer saying, I think you ought to come up here. And so uh, we went up and went into the control room and the engineer said, uh, he's in there, he's just making these weird noises. I don't know what he's doing, but he wants me to record it. So eventually he came down to reception. We were all standing reception and he was just very chatty and he said, um, can you book me a cab? I want to go to Newcastle uh, and I'll pay cash. As he left to go in the cab, he turned around and pointed at the engineer and he said, next time I kill you. And he walked out. <laughs> so that was pretty bizarre. <laughs> when I took over the studios, which was about 21 years ago, it came with the cafe attached. And so we thought, okay, well, I kind of know how to run studios, but I'm not too sure how to run cafe. But we had to do it, so uh, I put various people in there, including Roy Ayer's kind of ex-wife ran it for a while. Uh, that didn't work out too well. Then we were putting kind of out-of-work musicians were in there doing the cooking and the washing up, but half the food was going missing, and there seemed to be lots of people eating, friends of, the, uh, friends of those musicians eating and not paying for anything. So we were ending up losing about a thousand pound a month, but we thought, okay, well, it's a service to the to the musicians. After doing that for about a year, I kind of figured out that we might be able to sell the cafe off as a franchise. So Ali and his sister Nural now run it, and they've run it for about fourteen years now. Uh, and they do a fantastic job and they pay us a rent. We have nowhere to put out of work musicians, but there you go. You know, can't have everything. This is Adventures in Sound at the Premises Studios. 